But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys. Fatty, Fatty, Big Bride, Big Bride, and my cousin Vinny, and my cousin Vinny. Well, there's nothing like starting a July 12 show with a Vinny fail right out of the gate, but wow. we're not going to pull it up. It's all right. That's behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> That's behind the scenes stuff. What's going on, everybody? I am FAT Guy, Jared Fatty Bates. Let me bring in the cohorts here, the rest of the hand boys. Let's bring in my cousin, Vinny. Hey, good morning, everybody. And my big fella, Big Bri. Hey, man. Uh, Justin said the time is 6.03 and shit again still sucks. <laughs> Uh-oh. So oh, oh. The hate is real. Where did that come? Oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you like Where that, don't you? You can't. I mean, out of all the years of talk junk, you can't talk junk this year. What's going on, James? Thank you for tuning in. We do have a very uh, special announcement to do tonight. I think most of the boys understand what it is, but it's just uh, I got confirmation uh, over the weekend. So uh, first off, we got to say our show sponsor, uh, Harold Keel and the Laker APA. If you want to play in the APA, please get a hold of myself, Vinny, or find the Lake Erie APA page on Facebook. And uh, you know something? We're having fun. He's actually going to pay some membership fees. And, Bri, your trivia tonight, because uh, I have one hell of a day today. Uh, your, I got you. Your trivia today is going to get an APA hat to somebody. All right? Cool. Today's so Bri's trivia is an APA hat. Uh, I sent Craig's out. Craig should be getting his either today, yesterday, today, or tomorrow. I don't know which one, but he should be getting his. I was a little late on it with festivities and family going on. Yeah, you see how I blocked off that? You you did very good with that. I know. That almost sounded like professionally cut. Well, it's years of practice with kids because you want (laughs) to cuss at them and you can't. So you go, what the fadoogle is that? And you just find different words. Like my favorite one was what the funnel cakes. Funnel cakes. So that's well how done. we here at this house. And then some other words like, you know, <clears throat> something damn donkey, uh, oh. you know, like that kind of stuff. You know, you just learn how to flip words. But if you want to play in the Lake Erie APA, you'll hear a lot of different other language. So get a hold of us here. At legal hand to the face, and we will get you set up and get you on a team. Or if you want to play singles, go ahead. So, with that note, boys, let's get the rundown for our show today. Today, we are going to be talking some college football and the landscape change that it was with the Big Ten getting USC and UCLA. We will also get into the little baby slump that is the Guardians' bats right now, uh, even though they did win today. They won four to one. 
They're getting ready to play again tonight. So the early cap they won. Bieber pitched great. And then we're going to talk, well, pretty much say goodbye to Baker and uh, the news front that's been going on with the Browns. And then we're going to get into Fat Boy Tuesday, which is leftovers today, which I got to thank uh, the OG Paul, Chris, Chris Oldak, and Nick Paulus because they had it on RBS. And it hit me real fancy of what's the best and worst leftovers you could have. And then we're going to get into huh. our we're going to get into our top three Baker moments as he is out the door and in Carolina now. So on that note, I didn't even write down the special announcement little banner, which I probably should have. But our huge announcement that I posted on Facebook and Twitter is next week at about 6.15-ish, we are going to have the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ken Carmen from the Ken Carmen and Anthony Lima show or Ken Carmen with Anthony Lima. I think that's how it's said. And then uh, we're from Fox eight and Friday night touchdown and part of the Cleveland Browns network. He is going to be joining us next week at about six 15 ish. So please tune in. It's going to be a great show. And we are going to do a fat boy Tuesday rapid fire with Ken Carmen. We're going to see what he likes and what he doesn't like. Is it pop? Is it soda? Is it creepy? Uh-huh. We're just going to start randomly firing questions at him to see how he can take the hot seat. So, and plus we got to get his take on some Cleveland food here because he's a bigger fellow. Oh, too. sure. Right. He's a big he boy. Super excited to come on. So please tune in next week for that. And then other than that, that's kind of all the, you know, oh, nope, nope. Forgot another announcement. There you uh, go, the, Vinny. Oh, look at this. <laughs> there you go, Vinny. Oh my God. He's doing great. I also, even spelled his name right. I know. I double check. Also, not the, huh. this Saturday, next Saturday, at Mr. B's, just one more pool team needs some help with flights. We are all working men, and the cost of flying has grown exponentially. So uh, we are doing a gift basket, 50-50, and a cookout at Mr. B's. Uh, $10 food ticket will get you food in the door. We have a 50-50 raffle, one for one, six for five, and an arm length for 10. And then we have some baskets that are getting ready to – there's there's oh, the yeah. 50-50 right there. I got some arm lengths for you. So get if you guys want to come out, if you guys want to buy 50-50 tickets, get a hold of me or Vinny, and we will go from there. All right, now we're ready to go. Whew. Got all the announcements out. All right, let's do some shout-outs. Brian, do you have any shout-outs this week, brother? I'll make it quick. Um, a shout-out. What do I got here? Uh, Sibling Revelry uh, oh, yeah. Brewing Company. Ooh. I got – they have a beer. It's a wheat ale with a little bit of peach, and it's called Augusta. Ooh, and it is magical. Delicious. Yeah. How I just saw, saw it at Bueller's, picked it up. I mean, you get a beer named Augusta. How are you not going to pick it up in the summertime? Very so, true. How much peach flavor you got in that thing? Is that- Not much. You know, I was worried, like, well, maybe they overdo it, and it's almost like a, a white claw or something like that. No. I mean, it still tastes like beer. There's just a slight peach, uh, like, aftertaste to it. So it's really good. Hold on. Did you spell <laughs> No, hold on. I got to say. What? Uh, did you spell the name wrong? No. Hold no, on. I looked it up. No, are you sure? I looked it up. I Is it Owen? Yes. No, okay. it's I didn't know that. Ann? Yeah, it's Carmen. Ann. C A R M A N. That's okay. <laughs> that's, 
Vinny, Vinny, that's fine. That's yeah. why we have this. No. Yep. Right. Well, there you go, Vinny. There it is. I'm sure, I believe Vinny that he saw it somewhere at Owen. So well, I'm sure, sure, sure. Heard him too much. Sure, it could have been oh yeah, it's all right. Maybe. Well, see, that's what you get for messing with Googles. Oh well. <laughs> that's right. Thank you, Justin, for pointing that out. Ah, oh, gee, thanks, Justin. And <laughs> Justin said he can never pass the bakery at Bueller's. <laughs> well, yeah. talk right there. Hey, 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 hey. So hey, good. Up. There, so what good. I haven't touched anything. Damn yet. it! Yeah, Carmon. I know. It's like he's. I went in there to edit it, and I know I'm messing it all up now. <laughs> oh, I love this show. Oh, there oh, it is. Man. There's the save button. There's the save button. What's going on, Craig? There you go. Now right. it's corrected. Vinny, do you have any shoutouts? Um. Well, it seems like we have gone back to a lovely kick of uh, displaying beers, which thank mm-hmm. you, because we haven't done this in a little while. I am actually drinking Fathead's Bubbleberry. Ooh. So, another great summer beer. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, beer, if so. we're going into drinks, uh, mm-hmm. I am drinking the Twisted Tea Peach Tea. There you go. Oh, look at you. And I also got Cheers. the... Uh, Crown Royal uh, Peach downstairs that I haven't tried yet. So okay, yeah, very nice. good. Oh, and also can't can't forget this little guy. Right, there's a couple of those that, uh, floating around. Is that a fireball or is that a Doctor McGillicuddy's? That is a fireball. Oh, have you ever had Doctor McGillicuddy's? Yes, 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 I have. That's, that's some good stuff too. I mean, when when you can't find fireball at the uh, gas station, you just buy a bunch of those and. Gets the job done, it'll get you drunk, right? Hey, after today, yes. <laughs> now, previously, when shooting in in tournaments and stuff like that, I have always done one shot of. Well, when I lived out in New Hampshire, was Doctor McGillicuddy's peppermint schnapps, Ooh. and that carried over a little bit. Except I really haven't seen too many Doctor McGillicuddy's. In in the bars that we go to, you normally do Rumplemans, right? It's Rumplemans now, yeah. Rumplemans. Is what I hmm. kind of supplemented that with. Oh no, Justin, I got a screwball downstairs. Don't worry, Justin said fireballs over eight need some screwball. I got some downstairs. Don't worry, I got the peanut butter whiskey downstairs. That's very good. Stuff. And the still never had that. He is. It's actually it's okay. I for right now. I it's bet not, it's good. It sounds good. It's not it's bad. summer drink. I mean, it's sure. you know put it on ice, and that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. All right. As long as it's cold, I'll drink anything. Yep. Uh, my shout outs today. Uh, I got a shout out my dad and everybody. We took a little uh, little trip home for a little mental health break. And uh, the boys got to pet some cows. So we had a blast down there. Uh, I had a couple of friends that I haven't seen in a while I ran into. Uh, Mr. Gibbs I ran into at McKenna's Farmer's Market, uh, which, man, you want to talk about some good food down there, Bri. Fresh off the farm, right into this farmer's market, and they sell it. It's right What's off the best that. thing they got. Oh, well, let's see here. The peanut butter no bake cookies okay. uh, are delicious. They got a whole bunch of Amish potato salad, like true Amish potato salad. Yep. No, you can't beat that. Uh, they got the Tony Paco's pickles. You ever had those guys? Huh. No, uh-uh. I know Tony Paco's, but I've never had their pickles. Well, it's hard for me to find them in certain spots. So I got them there. Sure. And, and uh the horseradish cheese from Pearl Valley, which is the cheese place. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, dude. Yep. And they, my dad picked me up some, uh, what was it called? Jumping Jack cheese. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is their Colby Jack with habanero in it. So yeah. Oh, yeah. It's they sold. Have, 
we had some trail bologna, we had some Dutch loaf, we had some old style regular bologna, we had uh, honey smoked ham, uh, but it was it was it was a full weekend. It was a full weekend. <laughs> well, I hear you. Uh, and then I also got a shout out. Uh, she's not, I don't know if she's going to be watching. Tonight. I got to shout out my baby sister. Uh, she's going out under the knife tomorrow. She's having a pretty big surgery tomorrow. So I want to send well wishes and prayers to her and sure. family down south there in Columbus. Uh, mama, my mom's down there kind of babysitting and helping out whenever she can. So prayers and shout outs to her. And other than that, that is it for us. Now we have got to get in our trivia. All right. Now, Bry. Yep. I had I got a you. hell of a day today. Uh, the brakes went out on the Jetta. Uh-oh. Had to get a rental car. Had to get the Jetta in worked on. You know how that stuff goes. Mm-hmm. You weren't driving it, were you, when the brakes went out? Uh, I had to cripple it home. Let's just put it that way. Thank huh. God it's a stick shift and I still had the e-brake. All right. Oh. <laughs> so, and not many stoplights in between. So that's kind of a bonus. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't see that. Are you typing that up now? Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, we're going to give a trivia out today. We're not doing a $25 gift card to Mr. B's because we will be there on Sunday to get another batch of gift cards in from him. But we are giving another APA hat away, which, Craig, yours is in the mail. It should be arriving to you either today or tomorrow. I just checked it. Um, but an APA hat over here, and I got a numbered Dimitric Felton rookie card that I'm going to part with also. That's nice. going to go in the box to be shipped out. So, now, Craig, you already won a hat. Alright? <laughs> just making sure you already won a hat, and you got some extra goodies in your box, too, Calvin. Alright? See if you can win another one. Alright, Bri. Let's get ready to do it. All right. First. Yep, go for it. Sounder's there. Don't worry. What'd you do? There we go. All I heard was a shit in the background, and here we go. All right, Bri, let's do the trivia. All right, come on. Okay. This one sounds simple, and we'll see how easy it is for you. Who holds the Browns record for single game passing yards? Who has the most passing yards in one game? Oh, I think I know the answer to that one. Okay, Vinny, make sure nobody's giving them answers, feeding them answers. You got it. Well, I guess people people are going to be sending you answers regardless. It's it's a matter of you got to pick which one you're going with. Yeah, yeah, I think I know which one it is, though. Actually, okay. if you think you know, write it down on a piece of paper. There you go. I like that, Vinny. Good idea. Good no idea. Com- no comment. Slide it over to Vinny. Slide it over to Vinny what your guess is. Okay. I have it. He's got it. I have his guess. Good man. Good uh, man. All right, Chris is in. James, not even how close. many how many guesses are we giving them? Because I think four is a little excessive. Oh, we're only giving them two guesses. Two guesses. Okay. 
It's a lot to keep track of. I know. Um, but the thing is, is normally I know the answer, and I'm pretty sure that's what the answer is. But uh, you're going to have to – you can't even text me right now, can you? Nope, I can't. How about hop my off? phone. I know. Hop off here and text me the answer so that we can actually make sure over here. Really? I'll look it up. I don't just have Vinny write them down or something. I got to look. I say, I say one answer. One answer a person. Uh, one answer a person. One answer a person. Make it hard. All right. And Vinny, you just write down the answers and, and who's uh who's giving them to you. I'll be right hopefully, on. Uh, hopefully, you'll be able to do that. I don't want to make it too much work for you, but. This is getting fun. Hold on. We I got, got it. I got and it. just write them right down in order. That way he can say, oh. You know, this person got the answer first. Hold on. I'm getting there. Okay. So it's Brown's most passing most yards. Uh-huh. Passing yards. Well, yeah, Vinny could Vinny could Google it. Yeah. That way he'll have the answer. James, I got to go with your first answer. All right. Chris? In history, right? In history, yep. Most passing yards in one game. I believe, like... It's like 23rd or 25th out of all the franchises, um, the Browns guy. But it's like four, 457 yards mm-hmm. is the record. No, mm-hmm. I think I know the answer. That might have that might have given you a clue. But oh, we go with his first answer, Vinny. Okay, was that right? We'll do. Let me see again. No. I wasn't right. Uh, not according to this. Okay. Well, although, was although this, although this, no, oh, I don't think. Let's this roll. Is. All right. So let's get into our show. Uh, we got to do my cousin Venus word of the day. So let's right. go ahead and do that. Let me hop off here and hey, let's do this. And Vinny is working on his phone right now. Oh, no. I got... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh. All right. Today's word of the day is brought to you, of course, by Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. Oh, let's do it. Thank you very much for our word of the day. And it is... Carp. 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 Simple enough. Not the fish, huh? Maybe, maybe not. No, it's not the fish. Are you sure it's not the fish? I'm positive. The spelling of it, of course, C A R P. Mm -hmm. And I I, I wanted to check the comments there real quick. Justin kind of chimed in. Um, Here is my. Our definitions for carp A. Assume or claim something as true to start a discussion. B, to show or expose falseness. C, to reach the end or final result of something. Or D, to complain in an annoying way. 
So those are it. We're crying out loud. Guess what? I was wrong, and everybody else on here is wrong. Okay. Dang it. Well, good. There's still, that means other people that haven't guessed yet, keep putting your guess out there. Oh, so you know it now? I know it now. Oh, shoot. I was going to let you guess, then I'd give you a hint, then you could guess again, then I could give you a hint, and then you could guess again, but... No, Craig is wrong. Craig tried to. All right, let me let me let me give this hint that it's since 1999. Is it? Not a huge. Yeah. It, no, no, no. Uh, this has happened since 99. I'll give you even a bigger hint. It's happened in the last 10 years. Wow. So that'll narrow it down for the people who have not guessed yet. Okay. See, it pays I, to be patient. Well, when I looked it back up, it was back in the 80s. Okay. How many yards? 480-something. Oh. Who? Maybe I've missed bad information. Well, I can't give it away. All right. Well, nobody has guessed your answer yet? No. Have Vinny look it up then. Vinny's got to have sources. Oh, okay. I see it here. We got sources. You see what I was talking about? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I got a power. Right. Well, tell him to keep sending in answers. All right. Disregard my clue. No, my sister's calling. Should I plug her in? <laughs> you going to let her know? No, no, no. Why would I? <laughs> Hold on, Bri. She knows we're live. Yeah, she knows we're live. Why would she call you now? I don't know. <laughs> but it's about to be fun. <laughs> uh, you have reached the illegal hand of the face hotline. Is she on there? Um, hello. Uh, yeah, hello. You have reached the illegal ham to face hotline. Okay, I'd like to order ham, please. Uh, which ham would mm-hmm. you like? Would you like chubby, fatty, or beefy? Fatty. Fatty. Okay, what's going on, kiddo? Okay, hello. Well, we're in the middle of a show. Okay, well, fine. I'll talk to you later. No, no, no. I love you. I gave you a shout out tonight. Go home and watch the show. I'll talk to you later. All right. Love you, kiddo. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, at least you wanted to buy a ham. <laughs> there you go. All right. Really? Carp? Carp is what you came up carp with? Carp is our word. Uh, yes. All right. Well, let's get into here. All right. You you look up the final. Yeah, let's fi- let's settle this. All right. I already got a list written down of what everybody says. Well, yeah, if uh, if if nobody's guessed it, then yeah, keep sending oh. in your answers. Oh, yeah. uh, all right, we're going to, here, while you're looking, I don't want everybody to see your constipated face. Me? So, yeah, let's, there it is. <laughs> all right. So, we are going to That's get harsh. into, uh, well, I know, uh, I'm sorry. Who, me? Huh? Uh, we're going to get into the college football in a new landscape with the, uh, UCLA and USC joining forces with the Big Ten, and now everybody is scrambling. The Big 12 said, hey, Pac-12, come join us. Pac-12 goes, well, shit, no, we should stay here. And the ACC and Notre Dame are just sitting there twiddling their thumbs like a bunch of, yeah, ninnies. But, Bri, how do you feel about USC and UCLA coming to the Big Ten, bud? I mean, it makes football more exciting. It makes basketball more exciting. So I guess it's good. I mean, kind of probably sucks for the student athletes, like, uh, you know, a a polo team or something, you know, having to travel all the way to the East Coast. And, you know, 
with with football, you play on Saturdays. You play once a week, and, and you travel maybe six times, five, six times a year. But for these other sports, I kind of feel bad for them. But all we're really concerned with is football. It makes it more exciting having USC, having UCLA, Chip Kelly in the Big Ten. Um, it, it, it's something to get excited about. And like we talked last week, it, it looks like it's – narrowing down to two conferences and it's like pick your side at this point and it doesn't really matter where the heck you're located at you kind of lose you just wonder what it's going to look like in 20 30 years like with these rivalries like as penn state and usc going to be huge rivals in 20 30 years or you know is ohio state and ucla going to have a battle for 10 years and they'll overtake michigan as their biggest rival you know Probably not, but but you just wonder, like, what's going to be that dynamic? Because it seems like Rutgers and Maryland still don't really feel like they're in the Big Ten. It just hasn't really fit. And you still have your core group of teams that are true, traditional Big Ten teams. And it's going to take a while before uh, before it starts feeling like USC and UCLA are part of that. Yeah, and, you know, like, Justin just chimed on here. You know, the addition's nice, especially with the history we have with the Rose Bowl and the Coliseum and, you know, just everything, you know, especially with Michigan USC, you know, how many times they used to play um, with the Rose Bowl, with us playing either Oregon or UCLA or USC or whoever it was, you know, and it was either pretty much Ohio State or Michigan that had to play them for the longest time because that's who I'm there. But, I mean, it's – I like it because it kind of makes the Big Ten realize that they need to match up with the SEC. And for them Mm -hmm. to do that, now they got eyes out on the West Coast, the East Coast. They just don't have the South. So they pretty much, the Big Ten reached out and got L.A. They got New York with Rutgers. And now it's kind of like, all right, here we go. And if you guys want to keep the South and keep Texas and Oklahoma, that's fine. We'll just take the rest of the country. And it's kind pretty of much. pretty much what they did. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it's actually, and plus the money grab, it's all about money. Let's just oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm 100%. I mean, it is about money, 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 and money. Because USC and UCLA are getting out of the contract of the Pac-12, which is, I think, next year. The, the whole conference kind of package, TV package is up. And they're coming to the Big Ten package which is just getting ready to just bust through the seams now, especially with that, with Fox, the deal they have with Fox, with the big noon Saturday on Fox, which is mostly Big Ten schools that play on that. It's going to be, Mm -hmm. you know, there's still going to be more dominoes that fall. Um, Still kind of surprised that, you know, I was kind of thinking like Cincinnati, uh, especially after the track record they had. I know they're a smaller school, but I was also kind of thinking like, people in the area that would be close like Cincinnati I was thinking maybe like Iowa State um you know just closer to the area than what that was but you know now that this is happening this is crazy and you know something they're probably not the last big ones to come in I mean a lot of people are speculating Notre Dame but Notre Dame's got a whole big mess with the ACC that they signed during COVID because of championships and all that stuff but i let's see what happens and see how well it goes but i i can't wait to see uh <clears throat> usc have to make a trip over to uh ann arbor during a snowstorm and play late in the fall and early winter and see how they like it 
Sure. It, it was a it was a move the Big Ten had to make because had USC and UCLA gone to the ACC and now they have Clemson and USC and UCLA and Florida State. Now the Big Ten is fighting with the ACC to be second fiddle to the SEC. Whereas now you have those two schools coming into your conference and now you're kind of neck and neck with the SEC. You know, maybe the SEC is still a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, if you could find some way to get um, Notre Dame or something like that, yeah, who knows? You could overtake them. And it, it just goes to show you that the regional stuff that we've been used to, like you said, Cincinnati or maybe like Iowa State, you know, throw that all out the window. It, it's just as likely to get in Iowa State as it is in Oregon at this point. You know, they don't care at all about geography anymore. So, oh, oh. yeah, we'll see how that works with uh, with rivalries. And, you know, can you really have a rivalry with somebody who's two, 3,000 miles away from you? You know, I, I don't know how that's going to go. But one thing it does do is it puts another blue blood into the Big Ten and – you know, USC, one thing they have over Cincinnati at this point is their massive history. And Cincinnati's yeah. kind of been a flash in the pan over the last couple of years. But USC has the national titles, the Heisman Trophy winners, the glitz, the glamour. Um, you oh, know, they're yeah. a sexy school. And a shiny new head coach, too. So that's also. Yeah. Uh, is it um, Riley? Mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley? Yep. Yeah, so I mean that's going to be exciting because he's he's a legit coach, so he'll get them turned around. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to see football this fall, but I mean that's only like what a couple months away, I think it is. Well, I don't think this takes effect until twenty twenty four. Maybe no, no, no. I meant like college in general. College football is only like a couple months. Away. Well, and that was something that this past weekend after the Fourth of July. You know, I, I started getting amped up for football this past weekend. You know, how many how many weeks away? When does training camp start? Like, I'm starting to get amped up. The only shoe that's left to drop is the Deshaun Watson uh, situation to be resolved. Yeah, he he hits the sled. He does wind sprints. He's all sorts excited. I bet you you got your fantasy lineup already, don't you? Not yet. I've listened to a couple podcasts though, just to uh, hey. You got to, you got to stay prepared. If you, (laughs) if you stay prepared, you don't have ever have to start being prepared. So I'm ready, ready to defend my title. Oh, although who won, who won our league last year? Juice. Juice. That's right. We got to start talking about, you know, what kind of wrinkle we're going to throw in this year. First year it was a vampire. Last year it was a gauntlet. Maybe we come up with something else this year. We can figure something out. Yeah, something to make it a little little spicier than your normal league. Nick Wallace, Muni Lot Champion Love. There you go. That's right. Yes, sir. Nick Nick won it a couple years ago and I, I won it last year. So here is an illegal hand to the face fantasy league every year. And there will be another one this year. Yeah, we'll have to figure out what we're gonna do and how we're gonna get the participants. Now, there is always three participants. Well, Three participants. <laughs> and I think whoever whoever won the league last year should get an automatic bid. Okay, so that'd be the juice would be back. That's juice. Well, you're in charge of that. As yeah, I'll, fi- I'll I'll start thinking about uh you know different different ones that I've heard of that that we can do that's not super crazy. Well, and you also got to figure out the parameters of how many people are going to get in. I say ten. 
Did we do 12 last year? I think we did. Okay. So I say 10. We can talk. Round number, and we'll figure it out from there. Sure. All right. College football is 52 days, 5 hours, and 27 minutes and 4 seconds away. He's got the counter to win. He's ready to go. He's like, I'm telling you. It's going to be feel a lot closer than that once uh, once you start hearing about training camps and what you start seeing footage of guys on the practice field. I mean, we're only, what, 10, 11, 12 days away from that? Yes, and you know something? Can't wait. If you missed the beginning of the show, we are having a very special guest. Ken Carmen is joining us next week, and I cannot wait to ask him some questions. To see his reaction, because I'm probably going to giggle a little bit because we listen to the show all the time. But you think it might be too bold for me to come out and be like, all right, Kim, why do you hate Hugh Jackson? He's a Michigan fan, I hear. Well, hold on. (laughs) He's a Michigan fan. We'll ask him about that. He's an Ohio State hater. He's an Iowa State fan. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get into that. His, his, His buddy, the former Toledo head coach. I know. All right. Well, Bry, is there any news up in Michigan that we need to know about that's going on right now? I mean, their recruiting class is not anything to write home about, so that's a little bit concerning. They lost a couple of um, in-state quarterbacks that were pretty highly ranked. I think one's going to Oregon, maybe another one's going somewhere else. I mean, it's kind of the issue that people run into with Ohio State. You know, if you don't think you can get on the field right away or in the last couple, uh, you know, the next couple weeks, then I don't know why <laughs> you would uh, you would go there. So, yeah, I mean, J.J. McCarthy seems like he'll probably play within the next couple of years. So they're going to struggle to find high recruits that are going to want to come there if they can't play right away. Are you going to say thank you? Yep. Thank you. God bless. She gone. God bless you. <laughs> Good call. I saw Good it. Call, sir. I saw the light on your face. <laughs> I was trying not to. I was trying to hide it. <laughs> I lost so, my train of thought there for a second. Um, huh? So you're telling me the uh, sleepovers and the warm milk at night with uh, hardballs not going over so well for recruiting, huh? I mean, I I don't know. Uh, he, he bought himself some time beating Ohio State last year, but yes, he did. It's kind of like, for me, it's almost like the Baker Mayfield situation. Like, it's it's kind of clear to me that he's just not going to get you where you want to go. He can be good enough, but he's never going to take you to where you want to go. So, how long do you ride it out with him? Well, I hear you. Ohio State's just got the two top wide receivers in the nation, and just. Who's the other guy? I know uh, Jackson Najigbu or well, I, I believe his dad should be a Hall of Famer. Who? Uh, Jackson? No, Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, is he is a Hall of Famer. Well, good. So it didn't like, work out for Chris Carter Jr., but maybe it'll work out for him. You never know. You never <laughs> know, right? Never know. Oh, yeah. Did you hardball sleeping over is a little awkward. It is a little awkward, but it's okay. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You can't, like, all right, man, when are you leaving? You don't. You don't know. You got that stuff to do. It, he might have had a flat tire. Might have been inclement weather. Uh, bomb. 
might have been good looking. I bet they I bet they just stayed up drinking milk and telling like ghost stories or something. I, I mean whatever he, uh whatever eighteen year old wants to do. You know right? what it was? I think they played Pokemon Go together. I think that's what <laughs> I think they went around town. He's like, Look, I'm playing Pokemon Go with Jim Harbaugh. Look at this. Awesome. I mean I I heard him do like an Eminem rap a couple weeks ago that was Boy, I mean, it made your skin crawl just listening to it. So, I don't know. Yep, beating Ohio State one time will probably buy him a couple of years. But uh, who knows? If he keeps recruiting the way he has been this year, he could be out sooner than we know it. Yeah, we're not bringing that one up, Justin. Too soon. All right. So, we are going to get just a quick hit. Uh, the Guardians are getting ready to play here in about, I think, 20 minutes. Uh, they got a doubleheader with the White Sox. Getting close to uh, time for the uh, All-Star game and everything else. I think we have three or four All-Stars. I think it's three, I think. Is it three? So we have Classe, we have Jose, and we have Menez. Yep. Right? Yep. So, and you know something? Classe should definitely be in there. He's got a one point like four ERA. And I'll tell you what, even though he cannot speak any English, he is a badass for what he said. He goes, he goes, oh, it'd be nice to go play with those guys, but I still want to strike him out. <laughs> he goes, I get paid to strike him out. I mean, sure. just any kind of brash that you could do on that. Um, but they brought up Nolan Jones, which is one of their top prospects. He's been playing right field. Uh, Hit the cover off the ball. He's got a hot bat right now. And they said that um, when they were talking to him and right before spring training, they told him that they don't need they said the one thing that comes last is power. We need you to hit. We don't need power right now. We just need you to get on base and hit. And I'll tell you what, that is all that kid's doing right now. I mean, he came out guns a blazing, had a couple of home runs. He had four RBIs last night, I think it was. I mean, he is just seeing it, and it's giving the Indians a little bit of spark that they need right now because they are definitely tired, and they definitely need a break. So, um, Brian, what do you think about Nolan Jones coming up and how good he's looking so far? Yeah, it, it's it's somebody to get excited about. We've been hearing about him as being a, a top prospect for the last year, two years, ever since we drafted him, it seems like. But right now the, the Guardians are just in that dance of, well, do we keep him up here and have him produce and get the experience, or do we – send him back down so we can have control over him for one more year. I mean, we know this dance all too well. So I, I don't know what they're going to end up doing. I know what's best for the team is to bring him up and have him play a considerable amount. Will they do that? Put down stats. I don't know. Maybe. Well, Maybe we'll not, see. though. I mean, it, it, he's he's bound to. We see this a lot with, uh, with young pitchers and stuff like that to where – there's not as much tape on them. They come up, they do well, but then, you know, these these other guys are professionals making millions of dollars. So eventually they're probably going to figure him out and he'll have a tough time of it and he'll have to adjust. So you just hope that he can keep this hot streak going for as long as he can because he sure is fun to watch. And, you know, he's given a little pop to this lineup when, uh, when we don't have a whole lot of that. All right. Yeah, I just – it's just nice seeing some fresh faces actually doing good, and especially the farm coming up and actually producing. You know, you get 
like you say, you get your hot and cold spurts. Once they start figuring them out, you might get a little cold. But for mm-hmm. right now, you got to ride that bat. Just let him go. Let him sure. play. Have fun. He's hyper. He's hyped. He's excited. He's ready to go. So you got to let him go. And, you know, there's some big things coming for this team. I mean, we're right now, I think we're 42 and 42 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we're right at 500. So, you know, we got to make a little bit of push before the All-Star break and see where we're at and, you know, just kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry about that. Peach T's make a comeback. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right. The other news that we got this week, actually, we got, I think it was last week. I'm not 100%. Thursday? Wednesday or Thursday? I think uh, Wednesday. Baker Mayfield finally was traded to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Browns paid $10.5 million. Carolina paid 5 Baker eight three and a half, and we got a conditional fifth round pick. Um, if he sees the field, stays on the field, it might be a fourth round pick. Uh, he passes physicals. He is in Carolina now, getting ready for training camp. And you know something, I most of everybody in Cleveland, you know, everybody has their opinion on Baker. And you have had Baker has split the Cleveland fan base almost down the middle because you got. Half of them that love Baker, you got the other half that hate Baker. And you know something on this show, we've been split too. Uh, you have not been a Baker fan. I have been a Baker fan, and you know, is what it is. Out the door, though, you know, he did great things here in Cleveland. He got us our first playoff win in a very, very long time. And you bastards that say it was the four turnovers on defense, yeah, you still got to win the game, though. Was it five? Five still turnovers. Still got to win the game, yep. though. Yep. So, but other than that, Bry, I mean, how do you feel about Baker going to Carolina? Uh, we'll get into our top three Baker moments here a little bit later. But, I mean, you got to be happy, right? I, I'm happy because, I mean, everyone says that the Panthers fleeced the Browns. And, you know, I, I don't really see it that way if you really understand the situation. Obviously, yeah. Baker is worth more than a fifth-round pick. I mean, straight up, Baker's worth more than a fifth-round pick. He's probably worth at least a second, you know, for a desperate team, maybe a first. Right. Let me me just put it this way. The Browns got caught with their hand in the cookie jar, and then they got it slammed shut is what happened. Nobody else was going to take Baker. You already had Deshaun. Most teams could just sit and wait and wait you out, and they could just sit there and wait until he goes to free agency if they wanted to. That's on mm-hmm. you at that point in time. You already made that bridge. So you're going to eat a lot of that, like the Browns did with Brock Osweiler when we got rid of him to, you know, pick up the uh, – ate the money, sent him away, and got a draft pick out of it. You know, at yeah. that time, it was advantageous for us. Not this time because guess what? Baker wasn't going anywhere except two teams possibly. That's it. So the Browns paid themselves in a corner – and yes, Carolina took advantage of it. I would have taken advantage of it too. Well, you bring up Brock Osweiler, and I thought that's how we were going. I thought that was the direction we were going. Like, we'll give you Baker Mayfield and something else just to get him off our team. And that's what they did with Osweiler to just take his full salary. Now, we, you know, we, it, we hear reports that uh, Carolina wasn't going to pay more than five or six million dollars of his salary. And so the Browns didn't want to budge on where they were at. So it was Baker who uh, said, you know what, I'll eat that $3 million. For him personally, I think it's about as good of an opportunity as he was going to get. 
I, I mean, you go I, to a division where Tom Brady obviously rules the division. He's probably only going to play for another year, would be my guess. And then after that, it's wide open. There's no – I mean, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Baker Mayfield, and whoever Tampa Bay ends up with. Yeah, but you also have so, Aaron Rodgers on the other side. Yeah, but the NFC is the conference you want to be in. You don't want to be in the AFC competing against all the stud quarterbacks there. So I think this is Baker's best possible opportunity to have success in the NFL. Like, if he's not going to do it here, then, yeah, I mean, he could have went to Seattle, but Seattle plays in the West where, uh, you know, you're going against San Francisco and the Super Bowl champs and Arizona Cardinals, who was one of the hottest teams at the start of last year so. It's a great opportunity for Baker. I think he realized that. That's why he said, you know, I'll just eat $3 million because hopefully I can have a chance. And there's nothing guaranteed for him. You know, they're saying that between him and Sam Darnold, and if they're smart, that's what they do because Baker's leash was very long in Cleveland because he was the number one overall pick. So we are going to give him every possible opportunity because we drafted him one overall. Now he goes to Carolina. He doesn't have that, you know, over his head kind of protecting him as a safety blanket. He's just a guy that they traded a fifth round pick for. So they're going to pay or they're going to play whoever gives them the best chance to win. So it could be Baker. It could be Sam Darnold, but we thank him, like you said, for what he's done. Um, it's kind of funny to think that he kind of put an end to our one and 31 misery. I know. <laughs> by unlocking the fridges, and he could also put an end to our uh, opening day losing streak mi- misery by playing like crap and letting the Browns get a win. So we could be thanking him again come uh, middle of September for putting an end to that streak for us as well. Maybe we should get fridges for that. But, I mean, as far as Browns fans go, like you said, we've been split on the Baker thing, and um, – what I would say that there's kind of a, a good exercise for taking the bias out of Baker Mayfield and viewing him just as an NFL quarterback. And that is, how do you feel about Jameis Winston? Are you asking me? I'm asking you. How do you, how do you view Jameis Winston? I think he's an okay quarterback. Him and Baker, if you look at the first four years of their career, him and Baker have virtually the exact same stats. So if you think Jameis is okay, then you think Baker's okay. They're the same quarterback. So you can't – I mean, that takes all the bias out of it. Because here in Cleveland, we love him because he was the number one overall pick. He got us our first uh, playoff win in a long time. Take all the bias out of it. I'm Would not- you be happy with Jameis Winston going forward? And if the answer is no, then you should be happy that we got rid of Baker Mayfield. So, you know, that's just something that uh, that I, I found very interesting. I mean, their ratings the same. Their completion percentage is the same. They played basically the same games. Their touchdowns, interception ratios, almost exactly the same. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm happy that, uh, that we are, can move past this. And we're still, it's still tough to come together as Browns fans because we have this Deshaun Watson cloud hanging over us. But hopefully by the time that he comes back, he starts playing for us. It might not even happen this year. And we might need a whole another offseason because we've hardly talked or anything about the Browns football team. 
I know. You know this off season. I know it's crazy. Just think where we were last year. How excited we were at this time <laughs> last year, getting ready for the season. Yeah. And in my opinion, we have a better team this year, so we should be more excited than we were last year. And all we're talking about is Judge Sue Robinson. Well, but that happens when uh, things happen off the field. I mean, I it's. It Do is you like- think so? I, I've heard other people. I'll pose it to you. Do you think the Browns would still make the trade, knowing what they know now? Would they still make the trade for Deshaun Watson? It's the Browns. Yes, I. They absolutely. What has changed? I, I don't. I've heard people say, I don't think they'd make the trade now. What has really I, changed? Two I, more women have come forward, so twenty-two was okay, but twenty-four they're not comfortable with. There's nothing I, that has changed, so that's BS. I didn't. I didn't think they knew the kind of scrutiny that was going to happen at the beginning. Yeah, Andrew Barry is a pretty smart guy. I, I, I think that he did. I I understand Andrew Barry is a very smart guy. I get that. But that's also public opinion. And this is an actual, like we always say, we're the world's team. Browns fans are everywhere. It's not like, you know, you have your little cluster of Jets fans. and Like everywhere. We got Browns backers in India. We got Browns backers. Like we got Browns backers everywhere. We have Browns fans everywhere in this world. And you brought a lightning bolt right out of the gate when you got rid of the one guy who got you your first playoff win, which that was already going to happen anyways, and brought in another guy that was had some clouded issues on the other side. Now, everybody says, you know, it's innocent until proven guilty. I completely agree, but, you know, you still got to look at the numbers and the sheer facts of what's going on. Because the way I see it personally, Bry, and I've said this before, this was me or you, we would have lost our job already. We really would have. I mean, if you would have just yeah. a common man thing, if any of this would have came out at our jobs, we would have lost our job, been put on leave, whatever. We would, until things got sorted out, we would have been done with our job. Yeah, but it's different circumstances. I know you, you want to simplify it and look at it that. This is I somebody. Have- who controls a billion dollar industry and he he can it's it's not somebody who's making x amount of dollars per hour who's replaced this is the elite of the elite of a multi multi billion dollar industry so you're going to give him every chance you can i mean it's just how it is in sports i understand and i get that that's what it is in sports i'm just saying me personally I know what it's like in sports. I mean, you can do whatever you want in sports. I mean, after well, guys- it goes, it's not just sports. It goes for other, uh, you know, it's, it's Elon Musk, you know, does some terrible, terrible things. I mean, still people that are going to be throwing bags and bags of cash at him because he's ultra talented, ultra elite. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. It's just power of money, bud. It's the power of money. It, it, exactly. And, you know, um, this, this Deshaun Watson thing, I don't think you can judge it right now because obviously these next couple bunts are going to be very hard for the Browns to get through. I think you, you have to look at this, look back on it in three or four years and judge how this trade helped the Browns. Maybe it didn't, maybe he's a bust and you know, we would have been better off of Baker Mayfield. I just don't think we know that now. Like what would you say in order to consider this trade for Deshaun Watson a success? 
what would you say he has to do, you know, based on the team, uh, the team success? As of right now, he's got to win us a Super Bowl in the next five years. So There's if he no- does, if he gets us to a Super Bowl and doesn't win, you think that's a fail? Yeah. Really? Baker Mayfield almost got us to almost. Baker Mayfield got us one playoff win. That's not almost a Super Bowl. He almost got us to the AFC Championship game if Chad Henney couldn't run (laughs) like Tom. He he lost to Chad Henney. He couldn't beat Chad Henney. That's how I see it. I mean, I just think I think he has to get us to AFC Championship. Excuse me. When the defense can't stop at third and fourteen and Chad Henney running down the field, there's something wrong there. It's yeah, but you only put up 17 points in a playoff game. You're not going to win many playoff games putting up 17 points. And how many did Kansas City put up? Yeah, Pat Mahomes put up like 20 in the first half. And then he didn't. And then he anything? got hurt. Oh, man. Yeah, then he got hurt. Oh. I, if Me personally, he needs to take us as far as any other quarterback in Browns history, and that's the AFC Championship. I mean, only Bernie Kosar has – he needs to take us one step further than what Baker did. Um, uh, I the reason why I say Super Bowl is because of all the gripe, everything else, and you also gave up your future for the next three years for Deshaun Watson. Like I sat there and laughed, like I joked around with you. I even started laughing. I'm like, oh, if he's suspended for a year, just tank it. Oh no, we don't have a first round draft pick. Why would we tank it out to give Houston a better draft pick? Like that's where my mind went. That's where my sure. mind went. And I realized we don't have that draft pick anymore. Sure. I, I mean, we just we just have to get past this year. Once he starts playing, I don't know if he's going to have success this year because of all the uh, all the distractions and everything. And I'm sure he's going to hear it nonstop from the media and from opposing fans. So this year could be a tough one, but I think next year and going forward, if he just does what he did in Houston it, with the team around him, he's he's destined for success. I think. And um, going back to Baker. One th- one narrative that keeps coming up whenever we let go of, you know, guys that people like, they always say, here we go again. The Browns are letting go somebody that he'll go to another team and he'll turn into a star. When does that ever happen? I mean, th- it's a narrative that's just are taken you- on a life of its own. Like that just doesn't you- happen. That's just false. I mean, if you can name me somebody who the Browns let go of, and he became like a pro bowler or something, you know, I, I can't right think now. of one. I got one right now. Okay. Super Bowl champion, Danny Shelton. Danny Shelton. <laughs> Super Just because he won a Super Bowl. So Cam Irving, Super Bowl champion, Cam Irving. Super Bowl Cam Irving. Yep. Yeah. Keep him running. Alex you, Mack. You yeah, Alex Mack. Alex Listen. Mack didn't want to be in Cleveland. Alex Mack didn't like the losing, so he went somewhere else. The Browns didn't give up on him. Josh I can think of two players. Yeah, what Josh Gordon do when he left the Browns? Well, let's not get into that. Yeah, Danny Shelton was like a role player at best. He was a backup. Same with Cam. So I, I think of two players, and most most normal average fans probably can't even come up with them. I think if Willie Sneed took that next step, and he was a pretty good player, and I think of Lance Moore, who was lucky that he got on the same team as uh, – even though he's a Toledo guy, he got on the same team as Drew Brees, and he had some success that way. But, like, just guys that came to the top of my mind, Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman, Danny Shelton, Johnny Manziel, Justin Gilbert, Arkevius Mingos, these are guys that the Browns gave up on 
and they went on to suck. And so, like, to me, if you, if somebody says they're a, a sports fan and then they have that take that, well, he'll probably go to Pittsburgh and he'll probably win a bunch of Super Bowls and go to a bunch of Pro Bowls, like, that just doesn't happen. I mean, Joe Hayden did, but the Browns just didn't want to pay him what he was worth. And Joe Hayden was still a good cornerback. He didn't take that next step to be, like, one of the best in the league. Like, guys don't leave Cleveland, and then they just turn into these superstars. Some people just, because that narrative has been pushed out there time and time and time again, people just assume it's truth, and it's really not. It couldn't be further from the truth in my mind. Oh, I agree with you, bud. I, I was just busting your chops. No, I know. I, and I was taking it out on you, but I've just, you know, I don't call into radio shows or anything like that, but it, I just hear all the time, like, Oh, he's going to go somewhere else and he's going to be a star and the, he's going to beat the Browns and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just regurgitating somebody else's take who is very, very wrong. Right. I, I think the reason why that people are putting out that take, for one, it's Baker and he's kind of had a roller coaster here. So they're thinking that possibly that roller coaster can actually still go back up and kind of level out. But here it was so up and down that they're thinking that, well, maybe because it's just here and maybe a fresh start somewhere else with him actually being free and, you know, out of this toxic environment that is Cleveland, that it might level out. I understand where you're coming from, but, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Normally it doesn't happen, but you never know. But people are trying to bank that on Ryan Tannehill. They're trying to bank that on Jimmy Garoppolo. They're trying right. to bank on Alex Smith. You know, they're trying to bank it on all these people that were actually decent beforehand. They mm-hmm. just had a raw deal. And it's not that Baker had a complete raw deal. It's just at the point in time, you know, Baker was up and down and then he got injured. And then at that point in time, what are you going to do? But I do have to do this because we haven't done this in a while. For everybody that just watched that last little bit, that was Big Rise, Big Take of the week. <laughs> I've been waiting to play that for weeks. Now. I like that. I, I should have informed you that I was going to go off like that. But hey, uh, that's All right. That's why we have it afterwards. And uh, <laughs> let's see here. Justin said, Brian doesn't call into radio shows because Brian is part of one. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I don't want to commit podultry. And he said, those are some big chops. <laughs> all right, so, i'm sorry it's it's something that i've been thinking of and i finally put it down on paper i'm like i gotta get to this because oh, i just fun. hear it time and time and time again and like you know i'll paint the scenario you know if uh if you go out with your wife or something and she's got a friend who has a boyfriend or a husband and she tells you oh you'll like this guy he's he's a sports fan and then you get like two minutes into a conversation about sports with him and you realize he knows nothing about sports. Like he'll tell you, oh, that Johnny Manziel, he would have been pretty good if the Browns just didn't let him go. Like, <laughs> dude. or hey, if the, if the Browns had drafted, you know, RG3, they would have three Super Bowls by now. Like, dude, you, you don't know what you're talking about. But So that seemed to be pretty common for me. And yeah, 
obviously you got me worked into a shoot there. So normally what I, I would think I would do at that situation. Now, if that should happen to arise with me and my wife and that happened, like that whole scenario that you're talking about where you realize he's not going to talk to you the same way you're talking to him. Right. Look at my wife, give her a kiss on the cheek. Go, I'm going to the restroom. I would get in the car. I would drive home and I would text her. I'll buy you an Uber. See you here in a little bit. <laughs> like you shut down that sport. Once he's like, uh, you know, he doesn't know the name of Jadavion Clowney or something like that. Or he thinks Nick Chubb is overrated. You're like, all right, I guess we're not talking any more sports tonight because you don't know anything about what you're talking about. So <laughs> my wife gave me wrong information. That's when you look at the bartender and be like, just bring the bottle. Just, just bring the bottle. It's going to be a long night. Come on. Come on. Oh, by the so way. Are you I, into the it, stock it, market or what? Huh? No, I, you just try to you try to change the subject because you can't talk sports with him. If he thinks he knows what he's talking about, and uh, yeah, it's that's just like, going to get you upset. That's like me going to a wine tasting. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You, But – most of the time, you know that you you don't know a damn thing about what you're going to be talking about, so you keep your mouth shut. You don't talk like you know. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's when you go, do you taste the hint of the apricot wood that's in it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do. <laughs> oh, we're supposed to spit this stuff out? Oh, I thought we were supposed to. Oh, no, I got to use my palate. Put your shirt back on. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's get into Fat Boy Tuesday. Come on, Benny. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. Now, for Fat Boy Tuesday, we are talking leftovers. But beforehand, it is Cleveland scene burger week here in Cleveland. And there is plenty of places that are doing $6 burgers this week for you to go try. And there are new burgers. Go to Gunselman's. Go to Tony K's. Go to Mr. B's. Go to local bar. Go to the corner bar. Go to Rookies. Go to wherever you want to and get yourself a burger this week and chime in and tell Cleveland who has the best burger here in Cleveland. Wow. All right. So on that note, I was listening to the RBS one day, and I had to chime in to our good friend Nick Paulus and Chris Oldak were in charge. Mm-hmm. And they were talking leftovers. And they're talking, what is the best leftover? Okay, so normally my fat ass chimed in and I went meatloaf. Because you can't go wrong with meatloaf. Okay. All right. Now, they are not keen on meatloaf, but they brought up some other things. So I wanted to talk to you guys and what you guys think is a good leftover or a bad leftover. You guys want to get in that discussion? Let's do it. I think of two burgers right off rip. Burgers? Burgers. I think of two specific burgers. I think of the Whopper. I think the Whoppers cold are phenomenal. And really? Yes. And um rallies. Uh if you get a, a, a double rally burger with cheese. Well, there we go. Wow, very specific. Wow. I like uh, that. Right off the rip. Try it. Oh yeah. All right. Now uh Justin chimed in with pizza. Right. Oh, he said pizza left on the counter overnight. That's a ballsy move. <laughs> about that? I've done that before. <laughs> uh, soup soup can definitely be a good leftover. Yes. Sure. Okay. And Thanksgiving. Of course, Thanksgiving. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Jocelyn said lasagna. Mm. Really? Here is a hot take that I got to get your guys' take on. All right. Now, with pasta, I don't like pasta reheated. Okay. So I don't put it in the microwave. If I'm going to have spaghetti, I'll have it cold the next day. That kind of, I don't like, because the reason why is because the pasta is already cooked. If you got it in the fridge, you try to throw it in the microwave. It warms mm-hmm. up a little bit, but then the noodles get hard, or you get that one piece of penne that's just not right, and it just, no, 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 no. Like, that's the hardest thing for me. Like, if I get chicken Alfredo or something like that, I'm eating it straight cold the next day. I don't care. I'm a monster like Vinny. I get mm-hmm. that. But sure. pasta is kind of, mm, mm, I don't know. What do you guys, how do you guys feel about that? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I would eat pasta cold. I, I think I've, I've done it. I've tried it. And it's just. Yeah, not for me. I try to heat it up, but it seems like whenever you try to heat up pasta, especially lasagna, I mean, there's just an uneven, like you'll have pieces that are going to burn your mouth hot, and then the center is completely cold. So it's hard to get that even cooked. So I don't think pasta is great as a leftover for me. I don't like it either way. I think that's poor nuking. Very, very well could be. I mean, you could over superheat the whole thing and then and then let it sit, let it sit and cool down all together. Yeah, but if you bit. do that, then you get the hard edges with the cheese and watch, all that stuff. Right? Yeah. Watch. Right. Right. All right. Jocelyn says it's on how it's reheated. Yeah. Well, do yeah, it on Jocelyn as we're talking. <laughs> all right. I if you could do lasagna in like an air fryer or something. Oh, I'm sure you could. That might not be bad. You put anything in an air fryer. That's true. See, I, you know, for me, I'll always, you know, boil more noodles and then go ahead and freeze the sauce if I have extra sauce. So you don't and mix the sauce with the noodles? Well, okay. So, like for a traditional, like, Sunday meal or something like that, yes, you, you have all of that stuff is already there. And yeah, you mix it all together. You know, you have some meats and stuff like that, which still kind of cook in the sauce. As, a, as it's all going. But at the end of the meal, everything's kind of cooled down to, you know, to temperature. You can go ahead and still freeze the leftover sauce that you have. You always have leftover sauce. And I got to go to your house. I never have leftover sauce. <laughs> like, what do you guys do? Do you guys cook it like five gallon style? We, yeah, it's a, it's a big pan. Okay. Well, sure he does. Of course yeah. he does. Hot, yeah. Okay. I was just asking. Oh yeah. Don't don't judge. Oh no, no, no judging. Just no asking. Judging. I mean, it's... you're you're the straight Italian here. I mean, you got to teach us. You got to teach us these oh. things. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, then you always go ahead. You know, whatever little leftovers that are left over at the end of it. Yeah. You know, you just kind of deal with. You you'll eat through it cold sometimes, depends, and then uh, you know you can reheat it. You know, but uh, always if you're ready to do more, you just go ahead, boil more noodles, and you bring out the, the sauce and put that sauce. back in the pan and you reheat that all up, and everything's all good that way. So, this is something that I actually just dealt with yesterday. Um, we got Chinese food on Sunday, and my oh. wife didn't finish her orange chicken. So I had it, I reheated it yesterday. 
And it just, it wasn't great. It's hard to get that consistent cook through every single piece of yeah. uh, like, I mean, they're basically boneless wings. They're just kind of tiny. So, you know, the outside, like I said before, is hot and then the inside is kind of cold. So there definitely is certain things that are good left over. And I think that along with anything that involves bread is kind of tough to, uh, to reheat. Although pizza, if you do it right, I mentioned a couple months ago, the best way I've found out to do pizza is uh, in the air fryer. Um, so you heat that up and they have like little pockets or something that you can put them in and then throw them in the microwave that, you know, they say are pretty good, but pizza's good. I also had kind of like party stuff. It seems like when we have parties and something, we have a ton of leftover food. So you heat it up in the microwave the next day, like cheese and potato casserole. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites, Buffalo chicken dip, um, tacos, you know, just throw the ground beef in there. That's always good. And even hot dogs, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the hot dog off the grill, get that little char. So you kind of lose that a little bit, but you throw, you know, a boiled hot dog in the microwave or something. It's like, it's brand new. Um, you oh, throw it oh. right in the bun. Yeah. Hot dog can go either way. I'll go, because, I'll go both ways. Yeah. Cause you can, sure. kinda, you can kind of overdo the hot dog where it kind of blows out on the end. Sure. It's true, but it's still good to me. Yeah. I don't mind. I mean, I I totally agree with you. Absolutely. Like I, my <laughs> biggest thing is like when I I told um I told Nick because I texted him through the show, I said here here it is meatloaf, pot roast, and anything made in a crock pot is sure. the best leftovers because it, once it's in the crock pot and it's cooked like shredded chicken, like you said, cheese pork, potatoes, pulled mm-hmm. pork, you could just put your crock pot right back on. And now people mm-hmm. are texting me there, <laughs> and I'm killing That's Jocelyn. It. I'm killing Jocelyn. With, she's <laughs> she's not allowed to eat today because of the surgery tomorrow. She oh boy! Oh no! Oh boy! That I mean, but things of that nature, like the easiest things that you could, like there are some things like you know reheated. You should never fish. No. Oh. Nope. 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 Ugh. Nope. Draw the line time. there. French fries in the microwave are not good. That's why I eat them cold. Not the same. Yeah, even cold. I mean, air fryers changed my mind on a lot of things. Um, but even like you throw the French fries in the air fryer, they come out like hard as a rock sometimes. So yeah. it's hard to do that over again. That's why I do my uh, my dippy for the French fries. If I do have leftover French fries, depending on where they're from, I always do instead of ketchup, like the fresh style, you do ketchup. Back style where it's cold, ranch. Yeah. Okay. I just, you change up your philosophy. That's cool. Well, hey, even like normally, chicken wings are the same way. I don't reheat chicken wings. <laughs> Great cold the next day. I'm being that serious. I don't know what it is about, like, especially when it's fried chicken like that. Like, even like Kentucky fried chicken, I will not yeah. reheat it again because I think the next day I don't reheat it. I'll just eat it cold. I don't know and what it's good. It, to me, it is. Really? Yeah, okay, I'll just cool. I mean, that's now like the chicken legs. Hmm. If you get mm. like a fresh or something like that, I just don't know because I've had the problem where you throw it back in the microwave and you get like part of it that's really tough. Mm-hmm. And right, sure. How have you not gotten food poisoning yet? <laughs> well, Jocelyn, <laughs> in this court. back in 2002, <laughs> all right. No, Got the iron stomach. You mean food poisoning? It was stuck in the fridge afterwards, right? No. 
It'll be fine. All right. Is there any others that, uh, what about like hamburgers? Yeah. You can do hamburger. Well, you eat them cold. Uh, both ways, you know. Sure. Nuka. Sure, you can do it. You just can't heat up the bun or anything. Yeah. What, hold on. Got to get a fresh bun. Well, you're not steak. But what about steak? Because I think steak reheated is kind of a... Uh, no. My wife will do that. She says, claims it's not bad, but that doesn't sound very good to me. Uh, I didn't think about that. Steak you'd almost have to like put in a pan and kind of like resear just a little bit to, to mm-hmm. temperature that way. Either stick in the oven instead of the microwave. Oh, right. yeah. No, definitely no microwave. Right. Yeah. Just it's weird, like uh-huh. how leftovers work. Like, oh, <laughs> Justin, working in a restaurant gets your tolerance up for moldy food. <laughs> well, okay, don't tell I mean, me that. <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's just with leftovers, like especially like Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, you can make turkey sandwiches the next day. There's so many stuff you can do with Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. It's just one of those things that a lot of people just. Like here in our house, we'll have like a special day just for leftovers throughout the week. So it's like, all right, it's leftover night. We got to clean out this fridge. Oh, yeah. Kind of mix, mosh stuff and bring it all together and eat it. You know, kind of like, well, we had pork this night. We had corn. Ah, Let's put that all together and see what happens. Yep. Kind of deal. But my favorite thing to do is with certain leftovers. Like you said, Chinese. Now, Chinese, if it's not breaded, best leftovers ever. You just throw that right back in the microwave and go to town, no matter what it is. But what mm-hmm. I like to do with mine is the rice that's left over. I like to make my own fried rice with it. Take the rice back out, add in some chicken, some mixed vegetables, throw it in a pan, recook everything back up to bring it back. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong with that. You get chicken fried rice right there. That's Sounds another good. Meal. Sounds like a lot of work, though. It's not that much. It's one pan. Just one pan, Bri. It's a lot of work. Bri, come on. You'll be okay. (laughs) I don't have that kind of patience when I get home from work. I'm ready to roll. All right. So is there any other leftovers that we're kind of forgetting here that would be kind of... uh... That's all I got. All you got? What about corn on the cob? Now, leftover corn on the cob can be okay. I don't know about reheating it. Yeah. But normally we would just cut it off and then kind of recook it in the yeah. pan. Yeah. Saw mm-hmm. it all off yeah. the, the cob and then reheat it that way. Yeah. Or make succotash out of it. Oh, succotash. You know what succotash means? Uh, I only know it from uh, Sylvester. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Love her. Son of her. Now, now Jocelyn's watching, so she'll have to remind me of the recipe. But it's sweet corn with lima beans and I think a little bit of sugar in with it. And you cook it up, and it's like gives it a sweeter taste. But that's what we always did for my grandma would make it all the time. And Mm -hmm. mashed potatoes make potato cakes out of them. You can do that. Talking. Sounds good. I'll reheat mashed potatoes, though, and I'll eat those. I will. Yeah. By the way, I'll even eat those cold too. My God, I no, am, that's true. I'm Me a too. monster. <laughs> like I'm starting to think back now as we're talking, like all the stuff I'll eat just cold out of the fridge, and I'm going like I'm with you my might sister. be getting just you about be getting texts from a nutritionist here soon. Like I'm 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 kind of worried now after my sister asked if I haven't had food poisoning yet. Like a lot of stuff. Like not gonna lie, last night I ate Taco Bell cold out of the fridge. Yeah, that ain't nothing. 
I've done that. I just <laughs> asked, I had some hot sauce kill off the bacteria. Listen, three days sat under the seat of my car. No, I found it. Yes, and you ate, ate it. Benny, I ate it. I, I don't think I, I think Taco Bell's probably pretty as low as it's going to get as soon as you get it out of the drive-through. It can't yeah. get any worse than that. So. Yeah, you put it on the sun and then eat it after that. I'm sure it'll be about the same. I questioned it for a little bit, and I was like, "Yeah, oh, you know what? I'm just I'm too hungry." <laughs> You're gonna shit it meat. out in about two hours, regardless whether it's <laughs> fresh or whether it's not. Oh my lord! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Before we get, into, we're we're yeah. definitely done with this. <laughs> we are done with the leftover talk. <laughs> oh my lord! All right. So before we get into our top three. Let's do my cousin's favorite word of the day, and let's finish up our trivia. All right. <clears throat> so, my cousin Vinny's word of the day. Man, you caught me off guard. I'm sorry, bud. It's all right. I got you. Right here. Carp. Again was? Carp. Carp. Uh, certainly, if you're talking about the fish, I don't think that is something you'd want to reheat. So There you go. Definitely Bring not back around. So, is it A, uh, assume or claim something as true to start a discussion? B, to show or expose falseness? C, to reach the end or final result of something? Or D, complain in an annoying way? I'm going to go with D. Okay. I'm throwing darts here, brother. I blacked out after B, so I'm going B. Okay. The answer is darn it, you guys. You guys are all good. Uh D. Sorry, Big Bry. Oh, killing yeah. it. That's two in a row. Yep. So, yep, to complain in an annoying way. I was actually hoping that this time I, I picked kind of such an obscure um, verb there. I, I was hoping to throw off Justin and Craig just a little bit, but uh, even they went ahead and they, they are good. Got it, so thanks, Justin. Good job, guys. Don't don't bring that up, Joe Bryan. No, I won't. Okay. Thank All you. right. So our trivia, and one person I think per Vinny. Has got the hat coming to him. All Sweet. Right. So, Brian, the trivia was the, the, the most passing yards in one game for the Browns' history. Okay. So, what I had written down here. Okay. Yep. Now, he saw it. I wrote it down. I wrote down Brian Hoyer. Okay. Okay. I am what wrong, if, correct. Yeah. Uh, well, according to me, but I might be wrong too. If, if Vinny, uh, uh, he well, had he had a thunderheaded forehead as a uh, the winner. So everything that I looked up, October eleventh, twenty fifteen, Cleveland yep, versus twenty fifteen. I got it. Score of thirty three to thirty, four hundred and fifty seven yards, thirty six out of fifty one completions. That's can 70- you believe it? Mr. Josh McCowan. Yep, that's what I had. Now, we did find a Bernie with 486. Right, and, and that could be right. I, I don't know. I, I just 
That's I'm okay. going off a list that I saw. So now, could be Bernie. Uh, now, so what did Vinny find out? Did Vinny, Vinny find that uh, that Bernie did have 486? That sounds right. I feel like he had a huge game. Now, Craig, there's some discrepancy here because you get one chance. And I know you got it. Craig got it. But we have a new APA hat winner in Justin Masters. Justin. Sweet. Hey, he was the first one. I have him written down here. We had James said Baker. Justin said McCown. Chris said Derek Anderson. Nick Wallace said Kelly Holcomb. And then Craig chimed in with McCown afterwards. So, okay. Justin, is getting an APA hat. Justin, you know how to get a hold of me. I will mail it out in the next week or so, which I'm horrible at that, so please keep in mind. Sweet week-ish. <laughs> but we are here at the top three as Vinny is vigorously typing over here. I wanted to double-check here on Bernie. That's all right. Double-check. <laughs> All right, we are doing here at the end of the show, we're going to do our top three Baker moments in Cleveland. All right. And, Brian, would you like to go first? I would love to because I'm about 5%. So just in case I fall off here, let me get my top three in. By the way, Um, God bless them afterwards. What's that? God bless them afterwards. Yep. All right, you got it. Uh, My number three Baker moment is – the Cincinnati game in 2020 where he brought us all the way back and had that tremendous game-winning drive with 11 seconds left, I think, uh, to DPJ in the corner of the end zone. Just a a masterful performance. Um, He lost his number one wide receiver on the very first play of the game, and he didn't let that phase him. He came back, and, uh, yeah, he delivered. And, it was a lot of fun to watch. So it was quite the quarterback duel. I think that was one of his best overall games. He's damn close to a perfect quarterback rating. So that's my number three. It's tough to beat that. But my number two is uh, the playoff game against the Steelers. Um, it was, other than the Cavs winning the championship, it was probably one of the highlights of my Cleveland sports fandom. Um, and, had so much fun watching that game. Yeah, it, like we've talked in the past, it, it was a total team effort, but Baker Baker played a hell of a game. I don't want to take anything away from him. He didn't lose us the game. He, he played well. Um, so, I mean, for that, I'll always be grateful of him. And now that he's not on the Browns, I can maybe appreciate that a little more. And so I thank him for that. That, unfortunately, is number two. Number one, I feel awfully greasy about this, <laughs> and I don't know if I truly believe it, but um, my number one is his interception against the Houston Texans in week number two because that started the ball in motion for us to move on from Baker Mayfield and, and do better at quarterback. And like I said earlier in the show with Jim Harbaugh, you know, we could ride it out with Baker for the next two, three, four, five years, but I just didn't see him taking us to the place that we wanted to go. So maybe I'll be wrong in the long run, but um, I think if Baker has like a mediocre season and doesn't just completely play like crap, 
Um, maybe the Browns give him another chance and maybe even give him a contract. Um, who knows what they're thinking, but that sped up the process because his, obviously he was hampered by that shoulder injury this year. And it became very clear that the Browns had to move on from him. So it sounds cold. It's very cold blooded, but yeah, I guess I'll be a little different and throw that one out there. Yeah. I feel terrible for doing it, but, uh, if Deshaun Watson gets a Super Bowl, we'll look back on that injury and that play very, very differently. All right. Vinny, your top three. Uh, my top three favorite moments, uh, probably my number three, uh, Mayfield catching the two-point conversion. Uh, when he went ahead, Landry threw it. Philly so, special. Yep. The Cleveland special. Absolutely. Sure. Uh, my number two was uh, when he broke the the rookie passing record. So that was always a, a fun time too. And nice. for one, uh, definitely beating the Steelers for the playoff spot. Those are my sure, favorites. especially Absolutely. in. So I'll piggyback yep. my number three being the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Yep, that's got to be as a Cleveland fan. That has got to be right up there, especially after Big Ben and all the years that we went through of just being, just going to Pittsburgh, beating them, and just number two. Number two is the fridge opening against the Jets coming in and stopping that horrible losing streak that we were on with you, Jackson. You. Freaking Jackson. <laughs> uh, the words I'd like to use for that guy. But Hugh Jackson and my number one, Bri, as we all would love to say to somebody at some point in time, Jesus, Tony. Him going after Tony Gross <laughs> in a press conference. I never laughed so hard because you've all had bad days. We've all had bad days. They just had a loss. You're getting asked questions that you really don't want to answer. And the one guy that won said something on a hot mic <laughs> about you. And you just yeah. go, come on, Jesus, Tony. And then just leave. Why not? I, I mean, I want that T-shirt. I saw the T-shirt actually make an appearance on Twitter. And I got excited for a little bit. But that's got to be one of my funniest moments of Baker is just the Jesus, Tony. And as he walked out of the press conference, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's so many other ones that we've had. Like, it, I mean, we've had the uh, the four different mustaches. Uh, yeah, right. Mustache. That was a great one. Um, we've had the feeling dangerous, which was brought up here. Uh, we've had him reciting 1990s hip hop. Uh, in the office. And, you know, just. It was fun. Like, and I could also honorable mention anybody that could bite the can and chug it straight out of the can out of Indians. Right. Yep. Forgot about that one. That That was was amazing. Cool. Yep. So love that. We'll uh, take a picture uh, uh, mimicking one of Brett Favre's. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. That was great, too. (laughs) And it is honestly his progressive commercials. I enjoyed them. Uh, You know, a lot of people had problems with him but i thought they uh you know they made him more likable so I, I i thought he wasn't great in them but i thought they were funny and they showed maybe a different side of him like we saw in the press conferences he would it was always after a win it was never after losses but he would always recite these lines like you said hip-hop or 
you know, being from a sitcom or, or stepbrothers or something like that. But he just, he had a terrible delivery. Like he tried to do him stone faced. And I mean, if you, if you're going to call yourself a big hairy winning machine or something, you got to crack a little smile. I mean, that's where I think the difference was between like him and Brett Favre. Like he tried to be stone faced and play it cool. I mean, if you're going to throw that out there, have a chuckle or something like that, you know, (laughs) because. Oh, the best one that he could have done. It's like Baker, how'd the team play today? Uh, the laughing clown malt liquor team did great today. Um, I don't know what to do with my hands. Real good, real no, car no. handle, real good team handle, real good. Uh, we did good on the stops. Um, I, are are we are we done? No, okay. Um, uh, <laughs> like he's trying to. He's clearly trying to make a joke and trying to have fun with the media, but he's just stone faced when he's doing. It. I mean. Brett Favre, you you look at all his mic'd up sessions, and he's like he's like a little kid out there. He's just having so much fun, and Baker's just trying to deliver it, and just his delivery is all wrong. I think it would have made him more likable if he was like able to joke around with the media. But yeah, maybe he'll work on that in Carolina. It's not really our problem, though. All right, Bry, I gotta ask you before we close it out: What was your favorite progressive commercial? Because we're not going to see him again. Uh, I like the one with Alice Cooper. Where uh, what did he he get his boots or something like that? And um, yeah, I can't remember the specifics about it, but he went over to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, that yeah. one was pretty good. My favorite was what was it the Thanksgiving dinner where he's deep frying the turkey in the deep fryer in the uh, concession stand, and she comes in, Emily comes in and goes, "How long is it going to be? We have guests. Uh, at least Tim weren't here. Take some rolls. Take oh. some rolls." <laughs> I don't even remember that one. But I, I got to piggyback off of Brian on that one. That's yeah. the one I remember the most. Alice Cooper one? Yeah, Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. The, other, the other one that comes to mind was the latest one that he did when he was outside watering the tree. It was like, yeah, I don't know what Janet's thinking. Yeah. She's a good apple, though. She is a good apple. Or the, the one where he's having a yard sale and Jed Wills yeah. comes up. Yes. <laughs> or the book club wasn't there a book club with Jed Wills or something? There yeah. club, the one with Doug Deacon in the uh, the announcer. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but, I didn't hate though. I mean, some people pointed to those commercials as uh, like, well, he should be practicing football rather than shooting commercials. Give me a break. <laughs> Have a little fun with it. He did them during the summer. <laughs> like, what do you expect? And we lost Bry. You turned sideways. And that means Bry's gone. <laughs> so he did. Did he? God bless him on the way out. I don't know. It sounded. I don't know. All right. Well, <laughs> with Bry gone, that's the end of our show. Look at that. By the way, uh, we will have Ken Carmen on from Ken Carmen Show with Anthony Lima from Fox Eight with us next week. Uh, please tune in. It's going to be a great time. Uh, also, uh, we are doing the fifty-fifty raffle at Mister B's July twenty-third. From 6 to 9 p.m., I will get a, I have, it's on um, our Legal Ham of the Face page and on my Facebook page personally. We have the uh, the flyer up there. Just come check it out. If you want to donate, donate. If not, I totally get it. Um, you know, we understand. Uh, what else am I forgetting? I'm forgetting something else. Oh, Cleveland Burger Week. Go get your burgers, Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Go get them. All right. So on that note, Vinny, 
Tell them good night. Hey, have a great night, everybody. All right. I am that fat guy. We are definitely uncorked and unloaded, and we're not out yet because we want to thank our troops and first responders for everything they do for us. So thank you. And now we're out. See you. Carp. <laughs>